0: Hey, friends. Hey, fam. It's Jesse. Happy 4th of July. We're actually taking the day off. So this week, we have an encore episode with one of our favorite interviews with Houston chef Chris Shepard. It's a grilling recipe that you need to make your one. Enjoy.
1: I'm Chris Shepard from Underbelly Hospitality down here in Houston, Texas. Houston is one of the greatest places to be, one of the most culturally diverse cities in the country, one of the most fun-loving places in the country, a place where people support each other, love each other, want to see each other succeed.
0: I'm Jesse Sparks, and this is The One Recipe, a podcast that ditches the formalities and asks chefs and talented cooks the question, what is your one recipe? The one you swear by and can't wait to introduce to other people. This week, we're preaching about the gospel bird with Houston's own Chris Shepard. Chris is a James Beard award winning chef, cookbook author, and the owner of Underbelly Hospitality. He's also the co-founder of Southern Smoke, a nonprofit supporting workers across the food and beverage community. Chris is one of the nicest and busiest people I know. He'll be talking to us from one of his restaurants in Houston, so you might hear some background noise. Chris, thank you so much for joining us. Great to have you. Always good to hear your voice. Oh, you're too sweet to me. You're too sweet to me. One of the things that I have loved about just watching your whole journey, the way that you've been such a pivotal figure in the Houston dining scene for so long, is just all of the different ways that you find to just new business opportunities or to launch a new restaurant or to take on a new job. So, for instance, I know you used to make curated meal kits for NFL players like the Texans linebacker Whitney Marcellus. How did you get into that?
1: I mean, it was just the the guys coming into the restaurant and they would ask, you know, at a certain point, like, I need just somebody to cook. And it was like, well, we can do that. And so we started packing their meals and, man, that just... Became an interesting thing. At one point, I think we were cooking for like ten different players, but it's like they're kids, right? And so we spent yeah. a lot of time like, "Hey, man, don't forget to come pick up your stuff." And so, yeah. don't forget your
0: lunchbox.
1: Yeah, it's exactly what it was, and you know, we set them up with circulators and showed them how to work them. And you know, they said that the training rooms were always just filled with like hot water baths with everybody's food, <laughs> and it was it was fun. But you know, now one of my sous chefs that was doing that, he has now taken on a job he works for the Texans oh, wow. and and is the uh the chef for the team and feeds them so it's kind of cool you know it was like making meals for him and then all of a sudden it turned into like a, a full on life job for him which was great
0: That's amazing to hear. And I also just love how just like easily and effortlessly you're just like, oh, yeah, no, I just have, you know, celebrities walking into my restaurant all the time begging (laughs) me to cook for them. Uh, You know, know. start
1: talking (laughs) to these guys and they're just like, they just, they like to eat and they need to fuel their bodies, right? And so it was one of those things for us to take that, you know, just like as a friend, like, hey, let's do this.
0: It was fun. Amazing. Well, one of the other lives that you've lived that I'm always just enamored by is just your work with the Southern Smoke Foundation. Can you tell me about the light bulb moment when you really decided that you wanted to pursue that?
1: Well, I mean, that goes back to a long time ago when we started doing dinners to raise money for kids to go to culinary school. right? And that was the goal. And that mm-hmm. was like 2014. And then one of my old friends who was a SOM came in, and he would do that on Sunday nights with us. He would come be like the guest song for the dinners. And then finally he asked me one night after we did the series, he's like, are you going to do that again? I said, I don't know why. And he said, well, I was diagnosed with MS this week, and so I kind of want to be like the the Uh spokesman for MS, and I'd like to do a little dinner for it and raise some money. And I was like, nah, man, we're going to throw a party. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that was the first year of Southern Smoke, and I said, you know, I want to raise – I want to donate $100,000 to the foundation. And um, everybody kind of laughed. All right. Well, laugh. I don't care. But if you don't say it, it, you don't even try for that. And so at least it gives us something to attempt to try. And it ended up, we wrote him a check for $184,000. Wow. And then next year, same thing. We did 281000 And then year three, which was 2017, we decided that we were going to find a way to get money in the hands of people in the hospitality industry, um, whether to be farmers or, or ranchers or dishwashers or cooks or drive through employees or whoever stocked the milk or whatever sold the wine we didn't care anybody that was affected at that point
0: wow, that's amazing um but also i I gotta ask you, you know we've talked so much about the work that you're doing for everyone else, but what is the cooking that you're doing for you? What is your one recipe?
1: you know what the one recipe that I truly love we call it like a herb marinade, but it, it is. A combination of like cilantro, basil, uh, jalapenos, garlic, honey, lime juice, and then the crusher fish sauce. Yes. Right? It, it is the umami of all umamis. It is the funk of all funks, and you can't have sweet and spicy without. Funky and herbaceous, and it's just a perfect marinade for almost anything. And so, yeah, I, I mean, even if I go do dinners around the country or if I just go over at a friend's house, like, I just puree this and I take it with me because I'm going to put it on something. It's always just been the perfect foil for almost anything, whether it be chicken wings or, or whole chickens or steaks or pork or vegetables, anything that hits the grill, or in an oven with a high heat is perfect. Ugh!
0: All right. So I got to know. Can you walk me through how to make it?
1: It's the hardest thing you're ever going to have
0: to do, <laughs> my friend. I'm bracing my desk. Step one, get a blender. Okay.
1: Step two, plug it in. Ugh, I don't know. And then it's just add a jalapeno or a serrano, depending on your heat level, right? A bunch of green onions, just one bunch, just chop it up, throw it in. Some cilantro, squeeze some lime juice, a couple of cloves of garlic. A little bit of honey and a little bit of fish sauce and just blend it and then pour it over, marinate, whatever you want to in it. That's the base of all things good. You can put it on little, they call them taqueria style, short ribs, the Mm -hmm. cross cuts. You put those in there, let them set overnight and then go out
0: and char them on a grill. Amazing perfection it, it it sounds like it's like giving you both that 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 hit of like that funk but also that that deep richness from that fish sauce but also you're getting those like spikes in acidity from the lime juice you're getting the the garlic coming through can you tell people what the original like base ends up tasting like you're not gonna taste the fish sauce right
1: if you're really good you'll taste it. Right, But for most people, it's like, man, I didn't know I liked fish sauce. I didn't. You got to tell them it's in there. It just gives it this perfect balance of like there's this beautiful sweet because you're going to get the flavors of the honey, but also the char, which is key to this. You get that caramelization, that char, and then you get all these herbs and a little bit of spice and a little bit of mm, I don't know what that is. And then some garlic. Then you put that chicken in and then you go to the grill and then you brush it and finish it with that and just get that extra little dose of caramelization. Man, heaven. Also, if you want, you can throw a little mint in that too, some peanuts, and make a little pesto. Take a piece of fish, just crust it on the fish, throw it in the oven. Perfect. Oh,
0: my gosh. It really is perfect. It sounds like it. Like, I'm already mm-hmm. just, like, sweating in anticipation. Like, this sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so so can you tell me a little bit more about kind of why this is such an important recipe to you?
1: We go to this little place here in Houston, and, and uh we call them meat chips, right? And it's <laughs> a cross-cut short rib, you know, that's marinated in this and charred, and it's just then it's cut, and it's just got the little bones, and you just, you know, one at a time, just eat on it, chew on it, gnaw on it, and it basically just comes with a salad, right? Some sliced tomatoes and some lettuce, which never gets eaten. You really only order for the meat chips, and I mean, I'm friends with them, and, and I'm asked, I said, man, you gotta. How do you, can you walk me through this? And she said, I can, but you're going to have to marry my sister first. And I was like,
0: whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, (laughs) some things are what? Wait, 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 wait. wait.
1: (laughs) Well, no, no. Just like family secrets. You
0: ain't, you ain't family, buddy. That's so (laughs) real, but also like. All right. Middle ground. You know, there are baby steps there that we're skipping. I feel I feel like we just yeah. dove right in. Okay. No. Nope.
1: So uh, you're not getting there unless you understand family. And it's like, all right, well, I'm not family, so you know. God, good people.
0: So did you marry her? Who did you end up marrying?
1: Nope. Nope. Lindsay Brown. Lindsay Brown is my 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 lady. She's the best in the world. She can't cook, but that's all right.
0: Well, Chris, <laughs> that's what you're there for. Yeah. <laughs> So, so in the recipe that you initially kind of wrote, that base recipe, you wrote it for either a three pound chicken or for chicken parts. Can you tell us a little bit about? the advice that you would give someone who hasn't really worked with a bone-in chicken before? I mean,
1: just do some thighs or whatever. You don't have to really get into it. The chicken is the easiest thing to do, right? A chicken just begs to be marinated. It begs to like be taking flavor on, right? But just Mm -hmm. even a simply roasted chicken with salt and pepper is also a beautiful thing. But this gives it kind of like, when you let it sit in there, those flavors just kind of develop inside Right. And it it brines it in a way because you're giving salt and sugar. So it's pushing back and forth in between the protein. And that's very important. Right. Especially if you're going to grill and if you haven't really got into the grilling thing, like the best thing to do is just, if, if you have a grill, turn half of it on. Right? Or just light half of it. That's the best way. So if you have a, I don't know, a round grill or a gas grill or whatever, just turn half of the fire on. Let that thing get really hot and then just cook on the side that doesn't have any flame on it. You can always take it over onto the side that does have flame just to get that caramelization and that texture that you want. I do think that if you just let it cook on one side and just don't mess with it just let it go right you don't need to flip it flip it flip it flip it you just
0: need to let it sit
1: <laughs> right that's but how the thing. else
0: will i look busy
1: <laughs> so, like, it's funny though when like people want to go out and grill they want to look like they're doing oh. something and it's like just stop you know what yeah the beauty of grilling is like not doing it like you just kind of sit there and let it do its work and you you set it up for success and Um, you know, you let that skin get crispy and nice and then you give it the char. You, then you move it over onto the fire, right? And then you give, then you put it back. That's your busy. And if you're doing it in the oven, just, just let it go. Don't mess with it either. Just set it up, skin side up and let it just render out. And it's just, you know, some of the most beautiful things are when you don't have to mess with it too much. And I think that's why I like this marinade so much and that sauce, if you will, because it's simple.
0: Easy, accessible ingredients. And that's one of the things that we love so much about your cookbook. It's, it's so intentional about not only citing the sources, citing the, the communities that you're drawing these ingredients from, but it's also reminding people that these aren't things to be afraid of. It's just a new ingredient, you know, and that's okay. So thank you so much for sharing this recipe with us. Thank you for not forcing me to, to marry into your family. Um, I really, <laughs> appreciate the, uh, the, the subtle offer
1: that, I, that I, I'm <laughs> assuming go, was loaded there you know you come over anytime we'll just cook
0: <laughs> chicken in the backyard it'll be fun <laughs> thank you so much for your time it's great to
1: talk to you always my friend always
0: chef Chris Shepard is the author of cook like a local flavors that will change the way you cook and see the world You can find that recipe for grilled herb marinated chicken on Instagram at the.one.recipe and at theonerecipe.org. This week's episode was made for you by producer Erica Romero, associate producer Ren Farrell, technical director Alex Simpson, and digital producer James Napoli. Sally Swift is our managing producer. APM Studios executives in charge are Chandra Kavati, Alex Schaffert, and Joanne Griffith. Beth Perlman is our executive producer. The one recipe was created by Sally Swift and Erica Romero. I'm Jesse Sparks. This is APM Studios. Go make some magic.